Hi, welcome to Lead with Love podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and I am super thrilled to be sharing conscious content that I know will be a game changer for you in your life. Every aspect of our journey requires growth for change so that we can evolve into our best selves. And in each one of these episodes, we're going to lead with the intention to water our souls, feed our minds, and inspire ourselves to love more and deeper. It's so important that we begin to love where we've been, love where we are, and love where we are growing. Can't wait to uh, to share with you and introduce April. Um, we literally every time we get on the phone together, we are <laughs> we have the biggest girl crush on each other because we just can't stop talking about life and talking about just um, how to you know manifest more in our lives, how we can support each other, and we just you know this is the way you know, you know, friendship should be, it's, you know, women supporting women and men supporting men and vice versa. Like just how can we show up for each other and how, what can I do to, to, to help you with your dreams and your goals and, and not being afraid to ask, right. Not being afraid to, to ask, Hey, sis, or, you know, brother, I need your help. You know, this is my, a dream of mine, or this is something I want to manifest in my life. And you know, do you have any ideas, any suggestions? And and we should just be humble enough to ask for for for, for that for that love offering. And we're learning that that it's important to be able to really stand in that vulnerability and hold that space and hold that truth. And so today we're gonna we're gonna dive in. I'm gonna actually introduce to you this beautiful soul, April. I met her before I tell you her bio. I, uh, when in my single days, I was introduced to her by my beautiful best friend, Gary Goldstein. He had shared April's name with me. And because uh, I was looking for um, connecting with, you know, I was looking to connect with someone that could meet me at where I was. And it just seemed like I wasn't able at the time to, to really manifest or attract at the time, right? What, what it, that, that partner, um, or, you know, that soul connection. And so, uh, we had, we got to know each other and what I admire so much in April is that she is a class act. I mean, she is just an, a light worker, you know, she's business, but she is heart, like all heart and business. And for me, all heart and business, I like, you have me at hello, and that's how she is. And that's, um, I'm just so grateful to be here with her today and hear from her and learn, you know, let you all hear some of the stories that we share when we're connecting as sisters and just grow today together. All right. Cause that's really why we're choosing to show up today is to grow together. And um, the intention, I just want to set forth the intention, right? The intention today is for all of you to take a moment to really, really, really settle in to this space that you are here with us, enjoying this time with us, celebrating life with us, and just ask to receive the messages and the clarity that you need for your path right now. And it may come in this session with us. I believe that everything is by divine appointment. Um, my old business card used to say by divine appointment only. And there is a reason for that, because I believe that there is 
a divine meeting in all of our meetings. If we're aware and we're conscious and we're paying attention, we're going to be able to see the messages that are there for us right there before us. We are all here growing together. So April is a dating and relationship strategist and the founder and CEO of Level Connections. All right. Level is the first hybrid technology-driven matchmaking service that combines machine learning with expert human support. April's proprietary questionnaire is educational, interactive, and the first step to uniting couples through 10 categories of compatibility. It's been referred to as the Myers-Briggs for the heart. Ah! Level was built on a foundation of core values and mimics April's unique interview matching and feedback process. A pioneer in the matchmaking industry, April Bayer has been one of the most sought-after experts for more than 20 years with an 80% success rate. April's been responsible for countless relationships and happy marriages. As a relationship coach for women, she empowers her clients with knowledge, confidence, and clarity to succeed in dating and love. April is the creator of Smart, Sexy, Soulful Dating audio series, as well as Love on Your Own Level coaching programs for all single women. April is the co-host of the advice segments for popular podcasts, such as Unqualified with Anna Ferris. Dr. Phil calls her the best of the best, and she's been featured on 2020, ABC News, Good Morning America, MSNBC, the Hallmark Channel, and in countless print and digital publications. She was also the host for VH1's Making Mr. Right. Without any further ado, April Heises, how are you today? Hello, love. How's your, how's your weekend so far, love? Good, good. I um, got to spend time with uh, one of our favorite couples yesterday and they made us this most beautiful brunch. And I took a picture and I wanted to share it with you because she, when we walked in their, their front area, it's like you're transported to the South of France. And she has this gorgeous angel statue um, in her yard. And I took a photo of it yesterday because I just remember sitting there thinking, there isn't any place I would rather be than here right now at this mm-hmm. moment in time. And I love that, you know, and you talk about this a lot, Christy, you know, be where you are. And that feeling of not thinking about anything else, not wanting to be anywhere else, not wishing for something more or less. Um, that's such a rare, beautiful feeling. And it just reminded me yesterday, I would like to be in that feeling every single moment of my life mm. when possible. I know it's really so much about being in the present moment and, and, and it's hard to, to be there at times when we have, you know, responsibilities and we have dreams and goals. And I think a lot of times that's where people start to um, really get confused. Right. And, and they're wondering why they're not manifesting more things in their life or more, more of their desires or more of the feelings that they crave and, and long for it's it, a lot of it too, is really getting clear on the intentions, clear on the intentions and then being in that present moment. So, you know, you and I, um, have talked quite a bit just about present moment. And, you know, recently we were on the phone and we were talking about, um, just a lot of fear. You know, we were talking about people in fear right now and for a while now. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. And, and we were, and, and, and one thing that, that, that you would, well, well, before we go to that story that, that I had um, shared with you, you had shared with me a story about your father, a recent, or not even recent when you were younger, an experience you had with your dad and he took you to a tree. I, you know, 
you know, I, I, I just want to dive right in because that was such a story that really moved me and you're such a great storyteller. So, you know, I think so many of us, um, we forget to appreciate where we've come from, whether it's been, you know, the, the hard lessons, the beautiful lessons, the struggles, the pain, the glory, we have a tendency to really just focus on those negative aspects of our lives, but there's always something so beautiful, right. In every single moment. And sometimes we'll have these little earth angels come along and remind us, Oh, wow, this is, this is a beautiful moment. And we may not be able to see it in the present moment, but a lot of times we see it later on. And so I, I would love for you to share that story with everybody. Oh, you're so cute. I can't believe you remembered that story. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. You know, you do that for me too. Every time we talk, you, um, you know, if I'm concerned about something or worried about anything, you're always like, it's, you know, let's just be flow. Let's just be here, which is so nice. Um, so I, I understand why you resonated with that story. So I was in my early twenties you know, dating all the wrong guys, one in one in particular. And I got at a late age, I got chicken pox. And this guy that I was dating certainly wasn't going to take care of me. So I called my parents in Orange County and I said, can I come stay with you for a few days? And while I was there, I got really sick. And um, uh I started hallucinating and I looked awful and I was so concerned, you know, I was, I had so much vanity in my twenties and I was so concerned that I was going to scar and my boyfriend wasn't calling and everything was a mess. And I was, I had to take off work um, for a week or two. So I wasn't making any money. And I went to my parents, my parents were caring for me. And one day, you know, several days in my father said, get up, put your clothes on, let's get in the car. Mm -hmm. And I grumbled and moaned and whinged and whined. And he took me to um, our beautiful street in San Clemente. And we went to an ice cream shop and he ordered us both, you know, triple hot fudge caramel sundaes <laughs> with a cherry on top. And we were sitting outside on this bench under this beautiful, beautiful tree. And I was miserable, Christy. I was so upset and frustrated. And I had just... I was sad. I was scared. And I'm sitting with my dad and he was so calm as he always is. And he said, isn't this nice? And I looked at him and I said, what's nice about this? And then I started to go on the 20 minute diatribe of all the things that were wrong. And my dad looked at me and he said, you will be fine. But here's the important thing. One day you will remember this beautiful Sunday afternoon sitting with your father after I am long and gone. And you will remember this day with absolute joy in your heart, sitting with your daddy underneath this beautiful shaded tree, eating ice cream, laughing and smiling and talking about the weather, life, love. And I remember kind of rolling my eyes at the time. And you know, ever since that day, my father is now 90, just turned 90 a couple of weeks ago. And that is the day that stands out in memory of one of the best days of my life. So he was right, 100% correct. And he's the person that has really taught me how to just stop and smell the roses and appreciate and live in absolute gratitude. And I, I'm so lucky that I was raised by someone like him and my mother. They're, they both have artistic backgrounds, but... It, it is it is a simple way of looking at life 
Um, but it's something that I've carried through, right? Trying to be in still in awe of things. And I think as women, as we get older, another subject we can talk about, but as we grow and as we get older, sometimes we lose some of that awe, that childlike kind of, wow, you know, look at these beautiful trees, look at that ocean, or look at this person smiling at me right now. Um, and I, I try to teach my husband this each and every day. Uh, we live by the park uh, near the ocean in Santa Monica. And even though I've lived here for many, many, many years, I'm still that person that goes, wow, look at that, or look at those dogs playing, or look at that couple kissing, or <laughs> look at the ocean, the way it's reflecting the light. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I do try to live that way. And it comes from that layer of teaching from my father. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I think, why I teach love for a living. I really do. I, I, I want to share that with people because not all of us are blessed or dealt that card, mm-hmm. right? Whether we're dealt the great dad card or not, it, no one is more or less deserving. It is what it is. And I just feel like that is my purpose, right? To, to share that energy and to show people a better path, an easier path to receiving love in their lives. Mm. I think that, you know, for a lot of people who are on, on the journey um, of personal growth, I mean, everybody on here right now listening, they're, they're in, they want to, they want to learn how to become the very best that they can be. They want to manifest the love in their life, in their heart, um, in their spirit. They want to feel, but sometimes we, we have these blocks, right? And, and I know for me, I work on it all the time because I like you, like I actually have this tattoo. It says evolve in the back of its love, evolve oh, yeah. in love. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm you know, everything I've ever done unintentionally. I, I did a documentary called the 25,000 mile love story, you know, and, and it's like everything for me has also been around love. So it's, it's so funny that you and I both showed up as our greatest teachers um, have been the challenges we receive when we're tested, are we going to choose love? Or are we going to choose fear? And I, I remember story in a book that I read, I think it was sacred contracts. And I just lost my a really good friend of mine about five years ago in a tragic accident. And the book that she had always tried to get me to read was this book. And she left it by her bedside and her husband and I had a conversation um, about it. And I said, I have to go back and listen to this book and read this book. And he said, I'm going to read it as well because, you know, she always told me to do it too. Well, the only thing I remember in this book was this, this story about, um, you know, whether or not you believe it or not, it impacted me, you know, and, and it was the medicine I needed in that moment. But uh, basically it, it described that, you know, when we, when we imagine when we, when, when we're up there in, in, you know, in heaven or space, you know, wherever it is that you call it, whatever it is for you. And you're trying to, you're deciding, you know, that you're, you're with all this with God or, you know, the, you know, the beings, and you're trying to decide, you know, going down, you're going to go down there and you're going to experience this life down there on earth and what you're going to experience and who you're going to meet. And, and so let's just say God says to you, Hey, Christy, so what was the greatest lesson you want to learn when you go down there to earth? And Christy says, you know what? I need to learn how to love more. I want to love deeper unconditionally. And then 
God says, all right, who loves Christy enough to be her greatest test and her greatest challenge? And all of a sudden, this soul comes up and says, I will. I'll be that one who challenges her in a way that will teach her deeper love. Oh, I'll do that too. Oh, I'll do that. So all of these souls agree to come down to earth and to literally be those those beings that challenge us so that we can grow and we can evolve and we can love more. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, you know, I had had challenges with my my ex um my ex's father and you know, there were some other beings in my life that showed up as great challenges and I couldn't understand why can't I love here? Like it's really hard. I'm trying really hard to love and I am love but they're not reciprocating the love and that's a challenge. But that made it clear to me. It was it was actually the healing really began for me to love, you know, more when I could understand that maybe these beings in my life, maybe it's the business partner, maybe it's our partner, maybe it's us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, April, would you would you say that a lot of times the reason why people are lacking? manifesting more love in their life is maybe because there are some blockages that's, you know, it's not congruent. So the messages we're sending out there is like, I want more love, but I'm, I really am mad at this person over here, or I'm really holding judgment over here in this area. What do you think about that? So much. I mean, I know so many people who are, you know, I don't love the phrase. I, you know, you deserve love. We all deserve love, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, love isn't reserved for the perfect, the carefree, the pain-free, the worry-free. It is for all of us. And love doesn't know how old you are or what you've struggled with or where you live or how much money you have in the bank or don't have in the bank. But I do believe that we have a whole generation of people who've attached love to external things. So there's this holding of the breath of when I, you know, when I get that job, I'll be more lovable or, you know, when I lose 20 pounds or when this happens. um, And that's not what it is. So I think we actually pile on more attributes that we think will make us lovable as opposed to just going, wait a minute, whoever I am, I have always been. My friend Andrea Quinn teaches something about IMs. And those of you that don't know her, she's absolutely prolific and amazing. Um, but I've always known this, that the traits that I have, that you have, that we all have here today, we've had those since we were young, right? It wasn't our careers or anything else that have made us who we are. I think we found our careers through our natural attributes. So I think for me, we're, we're doing too much to complicate the receiving of love and not enough of, wait a minute, regardless of what happened in my past or regardless of whoever I'm upset with or I'm holding on to, the things that make me amazing to somebody I've always had and no man, no person, no relationship, no um, illness can take away those things. Those are core. Mm-hmm. So yes, I believe that people are overcomplicating it, holding on to things too long and not realizing that all of this is a teaching platform for us, that every relationship that we have is adding layers to us. And those layers shouldn't 
lock our hearts. It should actually open our hearts even more because that's the wisdom, right? That's, that's the thing. And, you know, also with technology, it makes everybody think that they've got to appeal to the masses instead of just like your story, right? It's that one person that enters into your life and it's magic and it's meant to be. Um, So yeah, so much of that, but you know, what's hard is I, I have friends who are struggling and maybe you can answer this to this as well that have done a lot of the self-work and self-development and really pouring their 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 heart and their soul and their resources into becoming this person ready to receive love mm. and what i hear back is it's not fair april i'm doing all of the work and i still can't attract this person mm. So I think there's a time where we stop having to work on ourselves and just accept, right? Like just accept not the stuff that we've built to layer on to our sensitive, beautiful hearts, but really just accept and and embrace, not just to me, the word accept is I have to accept my lot in life. How about embracing? Like, you know what? (laughs) This is perfect for somebody, right? The person who's going to love me. So that's the struggle. I think for so many, mm. you know, we, we do have a lot of people that are working toward receiving and it still doesn't happen. So I try not to pass judgment because we're all, we all have that cross to bear. There's something in our lives that we're continuously working on and none of us are immune mm. to it. No, it's so beautiful. You know, it's interesting. For some reason, um, this story wants to come out and it's it wants to be told. So somebody here needs to hear this story. Because, uh, you know, when I hear you say that some of your clients and your friends say, you know, and they're frustrated. I get that, you know, because especially if you're in the a businesswoman or businessman and you're used to, if you do this, 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 and this, you're going to get this. And so when when you do that and you're used to just putting your head down and doing the work and you know you're going to get the result when it comes to relationships and manifesting it is a much different much different uh experience and we can't put the same two together in in and actually when i've manifested massive levels of achievement in my in my career and it's it, it's actually very the the doing is the same um is, 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 it's necessary. The action is necessary. However, there is a trusting and allowing and a flow in a certainty, a level of certainty that I've learned in the manifestation process has to actually hold the space. And it can't be 80%. It has to be 100% knowing that everything that you desire, everything that you want is coming to you. I mean, Guns, my partner, my my boyfriend and I, we were driving, was it yesterday? I don't know, it was a couple of days ago. And we're in the mountains and the car is literally running out of gas, okay? And we think that there's gonna be a gas station like soon, like we're like, oh, there's gotta be, there's gotta be like, we've, we've now been driving for an hour. So it's so funny. I've taken my, my foot off the gas and, you know, when we going down the hill and then I'm like looking to see how much, what our range is and all of a sudden, you know, where it could have been anxiety of like, what are we going to do if it stops on the mountain, which did cross my mind and we're on the mountain and there's no side and what are we going to do? I'm like, okay. So then 
we just start laughing and we're like, well, this is an adventure. Well, we totally just trust that every, the universe has our back. Yeah, and you know what? We've got some bars, we've got some water, we've got a roof over our head. Even if we had to stay the night out here, what an adventure. Imagine who we might meet who takes us to get gas. So it's all about shifting the way that we choose to see things. And Dr. Dyer used, you know, when he was alive would say that, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. So if you're looking at something and you're like, I need a relationship, I don't know what else I'm doing. You're saying to yourself and to the universe, well, I just don't trust in myself or what the universe has to bring to me. Because if you truly trusted, you know, it's coming. You just don't know when. Yeah. That's the magic. A hundred percent. You know, I've been putting people together, Christy, as a matchmaker since I was 20, 28, 29 is when I started working uh, in the space as a matchmaker. And I started out running somebody else's company and can you imagine being the, the woman in my 20s and 30s, helping everybody else find love? And I'd be getting postcards from Fiji and Rome and thank you, April, we're engaged and it's all because of you. And then I realized, wait a minute, you know, what about me? When is it going to be my turn? Mm. Right. And I got bitter for like a nanosecond. And I remember I was walking up the street in Santa Monica going, hey, I was making a pittance for what I was doing for this company. Um, I had men in my life. I had a man that I loved with all of my heart who loved me, but never wanted to be married. Um, I met the wrong guys, the right guys, you know, but I wasn't myself. I didn't have a dearth of men in my life. I always had a, like attraction, but I wasn't getting married like what I was doing for other people. And then it dawned on me that I had to really go into my faith. Yeah. And into that trust. And I shifted like that. It was just that one day because I thought, not only am I going to hurt my chances of, of creating love in my life, if I do this white knuckle grip on the outcome, it's going to hurt my business because I'm here to be of service to others. This is what I am meant to be doing. And so I realized that is that is who I am. And it was honestly that trust. And so when we talk about manifesting, a lot of people believe that it's like, Okay, I'm manifesting. Like, where is it? TikTok. And it goes back to faith and trust, mm -hmm. like you're talking about. Um, I knew from that moment that when the time was right, the time was right. And even when I started my business, I laughed because I was going to, um, early on in my career, I was going to a studio. They were trying to develop a show for me. And they had no idea that money was scarce at that time. So my career looked like it was bigger because I was on television, but I was building a business. And so every check that would come in or not come in from a client could literally mean I had lunch money or not. <laughs> and I would have to play it cool. And I remember going to Bur you know, stopping by my PO box, going to Burbank um, and a client who was very wealthy had promised his check would, would arrive earlier that week. And I go, it's a Friday and I'm supposed to be out in Burbank. I've got a quarter of tank in the gas in the car, right from Santa Monica, all the way to Burbank and back. I've got to make a round trip and there is nothing like zero in the account. And I'm waiting on a very large sum of money. And so I thought I'll go to the PO box, I'll get the check and I'll put it in the bank and I'll get some gas. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the check isn't there. It's not there. It's a Friday at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I went into like, oh, and I remember getting in my car and I cried a little bit 
And then I started laughing because I thought of the Flintstones. I was like, I could just take the floorboard out of the car and paddle my way to Burbank. And I remember thinking, I will, I will write a book called Faith and Fumes. How mm-hmm. I, the two things that fueled my first business, right? Fumes because there wasn't any gas in the day, literally. Mm-hmm. And faith was because I just had to believe that I was that it was coming for me, that I was doing the right thing with my life. Um, and I did make it to Burbank and back, you know, with an inch of my life. But I know that feeling of, oh, we're out of gas. Like, what if you're supposed to run out of gas? Um, a lot of people, right? And a lot of people think if they if they come into my world as a matchmaker, they think it's standing in the way of fate. And I go, wait a minute. What if what I do is part of faith? Fate. What if you meet somebody through me? And instead of going, not for me, what a waste of time. What if that person is the person that is supposed to lead you to the next person who is your person. Yes. So I believe in everything is connection. Everything is divine. But without the faith, I think all the work, like you were talking about earlier, the people that are struggling, that are doing the work, doing the work, it's it's not enough if you don't also have this, just this trust. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough. It's like they go hand in hand. Yeah. It's so interesting um, because, you know, so for the for those of you that are, you know, single right now and you're watching this, April, obviously her company is epic. Um, and and I I joined your, you know, to so that you could match me. And I I had a beautiful date with a lovely man. And like you said, like that it it wasn't um it led me to where I'm at right now. Had I not had that experience you know, that, you know, lovely experience, I wouldn't be with the man that, that I met. And, and, and so it's so interesting. Um, Cause I want to talk about, this isn't just about relationship, but, but it's also about business and other aspects of our lives, but the work is so important to do the work on yourself because, you know, during the time that April and I became friends, you know, I had shared with her that I was doing all this inner work and I, um, had had these dates with these different gentlemen and beautiful souls, you know, great humans. But I was coming to a place of thinking, I don't know if anyone's ever thought this, that maybe I'm just supposed to be alone forever. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, come on, I'm great company. And that's, you know, I can change the world. And and, and listen, that's sometimes some people's path and their role in life. And I need to go to the mountain. So I went to Mount Shasta and I had this, did the spiritual retreat for nine days. And, you know, I'm a Kansas girl, so I had never done plant medicine and I'm doing plant medicines and I'm doing all this inner work and this self-love of surrendering and letting go and loving. I had been in a marriage for 24 years with a lovely man, but, you know, I had never felt that deep passion and love um, uh, that I always craved and desired. And so crazy um, enough. I, uh, all these little things had to happen in order for this to happen. And me be there at this time, for example, I had been seeing, I was turning 44. I'd been seeing four, 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 four for, for literally for months everywhere. Four, four. I'm like, what's up with four, 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 four. <laughs> and, um, a friend of mine, I'd had this tender experience that was not so wonderful. Uh, Cause I thought, where else am I going to go? You know, I, April's helping me out. Tinder's helping. I've got to go. So I've got to put all my fillers out there. You know, I can't leave any rock unturned. 
and that's the doer in us, right? And uh, so I saw this friend of mine at the store. I'm like, are there any men out there that aren't too woo-woo and, you know, that are handsome and good looking? And she's like, you've got to check out this guy. And I'm like, okay. And so I check it out and he's doing these retreats in Shasta and and uh, he's like, I think you need to come for nine days and do this detox, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but if he comes back and tells me it's $5,000, no way. I'm not doing it if it's anywhere than 5000 So he goes, he messages me back. He goes, Christy, for some reason, 4444 is standing out to me. And I said, done, done, I'm there. So I go off to this retreat. I'm there for love, self-love. I am there. It's all about me. I'm doing the ceremonies and I'm like in heaven, floating, feeling good about myself. And one day I go to the grocery store in my space, in my zone. I'm looking totally hippie. No bra on. I'm not kidding. I'm not looking to meet anybody. You know, I mean, I'm in Shasta. I'm like, and um, I, I'm in the avocado section and I look up and there's a man holding an avocado beautiful dark skin and curly hair and our eyes meet and I feel something and I'm like okay what was that I don't know how to flirt I don't even know what to do what do I do I'm in my head like what do I do what do I do and see if I've been taking April's classes I would have known what to do but at that time I was really like okay just go to the crackers go to the cracker section turn around and go so I go to the cracker section and I can feel him walking down the aisle and he's looking at me and I'm like, Oh my God. So I, what do I do next? I go check out. I leave. I exit the building. I start to go to the building and here he is on the other side, checking out with his avocado. And he looks at me and I look at him and our eyes meet. We smile and we leave. I leave. I go get in my car and he leaves. And I'm thinking, well, that was just great. Wow, I can feel that. There is, there, are, there is someone out there. You know, well, if it's meant to be, I'll see him again. And he goes off on his way and we go off on our own way. And so, you know, I share that with you all because it was when I wasn't looking for it. It was when I was in touch with myself and I was loving myself. I was in my... I didn't need anyone to fill in any part of anything. I needed to know exactly what I wanted to manifest, which I had been writing it every day in my journal. I'd been, you know, manifesting it through vision board. I had been focusing on the attributes I wanted to attract. And in the right moment, it it happened. Mm. It happened. But we didn't talk at that point. You're waiting for everybody's waiting. What happened next, right? Yeah. What happened next? <laughs> So it's, it's serendipitous because I was supposed to leave on this, on the last day at 630 that night. And I heard a voice. So listen to the voices. All right. You're not schizophrenic. When the voice says, do this, do that, do it. <laughs> the voice said, you're, it's time to go. And I, I looked at David and I said, okay, David, it's time to go. And he's like, what? You're supposed to stay till 630. I'm like, yeah, but I, I gotta go, you know, but thank you. It was wonderful. So, um, I was like, let's go try to ride some horses. And so we go down to the horses stable and the lady's not there. So I'm like, okay, hugs, bye-bye. And I go into this little shop before I'm, I'm, you know, ready to leave. And I'm like, you know what? I've been gone for nine days. Let me get some groceries. I had forgotten all about this guy I saw in the grocery store, completely forgot about him. And I got my groceries. And as I'm heading out, the doors open and he walks in and we run right to each other. And we've been together ever since. Oh, yeah. 
So it wasn't April until I was in love with me, literally okay with surrendering the fact that, okay, if I'm alone, if I'm alone, I'll never really be alone because I have thousands of friends around the world. I love myself. I can travel the world. I'll do what I want, be what I want. You know, like I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the beauty showed up when I was willing to show up when I was willing to show up for myself first, because nobody will complete us. No one, no career, no title, no money, no, nothing extrinsic will ever fill the void that you're feeling that you're trying to, to fill up right now in your life until you fill you up. And that is the lesson. That is the moment. This is the surrendering moment for each and every one of us. No matter what it is that we're wanting to manifest and attract, it is about us surrendering and letting go of any expectation of what we should have, should have done, should have been, should have, could have, would have. We should all over ourselves. We need to take a mental enema. And once we take that mental enema, we're able to really be in that heart place, right? April, so so I know you've seen this over and over and over again, where when the man or the woman surrenders to love, it's when it shows up, right? Makes your job a lot easier. Yes. You know, oh, I just, I love your story so much. Um, It literally makes me want to cry. You know, there's something about the word matchmaker. You and I might've talked about this prior that I don't like. Um, I have wanted to divorce myself from the term matchmaker for as long as I've been doing it. And that's because I don't believe that I make matches. I believe I facilitate what is already designed. And this is why people come to someone like me and they're frustrated, whether they're a man, because I work with bachelors only, whether they're a man coming to me signing a contract and there is a a contractual obligation there, or there's a woman that is invited into my network at no charge. It doesn't matter matter if money is attached to it. There is this expectation of, well, hello, April, (laughs) you know, where is he or she? And I, what I see is people are not doing that surrendering that you're talking about, right? They're not falling in love with, Hey, listen, at least I'm, you know, in the network, or at least I'm out in the world. And when this person arrives, they arrive. And in the meantime, I don't want anybody to think, uh, I want everybody to be okay being single and in love with their life, but not saying, I don't, I don't ever need anything or I want anybody ever again. That's different, right? That's hard to attract, but yes, it's that. Because unless somebody comes to me with that self-love and that surrendering and that openness, it blocks, it Mm -hmm. blocks what is what I believe is designed. And you're so adept at this and this is so your world. And I look at things very like in a pragmatic kind of framework when I work, but it's true, Christy. Um, You know, there is a, you talk about the voices. Mm -hmm. Whenever I've made matches where people have gotten married and started beautiful families or their second uh, marriages, it felt like a voice. It feels like, um, uh, like when I used to do interviews in my office here, um, you know, people would sit on my couch and we would do an interview. It felt like somebody was like tugging on the bottom of my skirt going April, you know, or it feels like those two. And you almost hear a voice not to be crazy with people, but you, you actually do. If you're really listening and you're in tune, you hear these voices that are kind of guiding you. And so I've always used that combined with my experience. 
But the hard part is this like transactional way of thinking that blocks the flow. And it blocks my work too. Come to me, come to somebody like me or be out in the world and go, I'm ready to receive it. I know the attributes. I know how I want to feel when I'm with somebody, but I don't necessarily have a lock on how it's going to happen or who it's going to be. I'm just so open, however it happens, and I'm loving my life and I'm feeling my life and I'm giving myself what it is that I want to receive because I believe it's very difficult to hold your breath and say, well, I want my partner to do all these things for me and with me. But if you're not creating space for yourself right now for healing or for time or for joy, forget about it. Like you're not going to be able to attract the person who comes into your life to give you all those those things that you're desiring because you're not already living it. Right. Well, and because we, we, we wind up attracting everything that which we are. So if you don't like where you are, you need to grow, elevate, do the growth. And either, even if you're in a current relationship right now, if your partner is not growing with you, you're going to see some, some separation. That's why I always like to encourage people to grow as partners, like challenge each other, do the work individually. Otherwise, you're, you're, you know, there's going to be some struggles. And it's also business when it comes to business, like, have you ever noticed in business that people fall away from you, you know, your business and, and a lot of it's because you're rising or maybe you're falling and they're rising. There's nothing personal. It's just that some people aren't rising on the same frequency at the same time with the same energetic space. And so it's like, that's why we should never take our relationships personal because everybody's growing at different speeds and different rates. And it's just like, wow, what a blessing. Thank you for being a flower in my life at that moment. Thank you for blooming for me in that moment. And I bloomed for you. What a beautiful exchange. And, and so, you know, so, so many of us take, take relationships ending or relationships going a different direction as take it personal when it's like, if we could all just see it differently and see, wow, what a gift, what a treasure, right? What a gift, what a treasure. Yes. And, you know, I, we, we, the second company that I've created, I've, I've self-funded both of my companies. And the second one was a a doozy, right? Because it was technology and it was a lot of, a lot of time and and resources and, and energy. And there were a couple of business partners that came along and came into view a few times where I, I liken it to the feeling of you've just met somebody new and you have all this hope and promise and, and expectation of what it could be. And if it crashes or the person leaves you, you think, what happened, right? Um, and you can, you can really get low from that. And it happened to me in business where I had that kind of like great expectation and it was dashed. And I had that weird feeling in my stomach during a business meeting of, I don't like the way this guy is, is speaking in the room. I don't like the disrespect as a business owner and as a leader and as a feminine leader, it's not feeling good to me, even though it could have catapulted our career and our business to the next level. And that day I said, this is not a workable solution for us. And I said goodbye. And I'll never forget it. When this man left our offices, left our conference room, I fell to the floor, Christy. And I I just cried because for three months, I thought, ooh, this is the answer. This is the answer to exponentially scale and grow our company. And I cried not because of him, but it was that Oh my gosh, where is, you know, the the that hope, right, was now just gone. I just go back to square one. And every time sort of a male figure came into my world to say, I'm gonna, you know, 
make this better and I'm going to do this. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I keep being reminded through these experiences that I am power, right? That I am the one, you know, it is my baby. It is my company. I'm the one that's going to do it. I don't need that outside world, especially if it's somebody that's not congruent with the values Mm -hmm. to do this. And so I have looked at it as a gift. I mean, you know, I haven't, I've gotten through it relatively unscathed, but starting a business or starting a relationship or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's easy to get those hopes dashed on the rocks, but every time you pick yourself up and dust yourself off, you're like, Hey, that was really good because I'm reminded of my strength and my resilience and my know-how and power. And it's just, you know, nothing is without the valleys, Mm. but I think that those valleys make us so much more, you know, grateful for the peak and being on top of it all. It is so true. I mean, as you were talking, I remembered I've had many business deals that didn't turn out to be quite like I thought it was going to be. Um, Because I've always been a rainbows and unicorns kind of girl, you know, like because my, you know, my struggle as a child was so intense, you know, um, many of you don't may or may not know, but I I lived in a car behind a pizza hut with my mom, fathers were drug addictive and abusive. So I was always in, you know, fight or flight, you know, I had to pave my own way, I had to find the way. Um, And so I had to look at the future. Oh, I was always looking to the future because the past was too painful. And so I just always just try, you know, I just, my heart was like, which surprises me, honestly, that my heart was so open when I saw so many people hurt me and my mom and my sisters. And so I remember one business deal not long ago. I mean, it was probably five years ago. And, um, you know, I had a couple investors and we were making a movie together and I was just really, really, really trusted in these souls. And, you know, I, I wasn't crossing my T's and dotting my I's and I just trusted that everybody's doing what they said they were going to do. And anyway, come to find out, uh, they did stuff with the money and I never knew a thing about it. And, um, I was devastated. I was crushed because, you know, I had pulled these investors in and they trusted me and, uh, and my heart was broken you know, and, and then it made me go into the dark night of the soul. And not only that, I lost one person I cared about each year for five years, including my best friend and my father and my grandfather, all I was just like, tra- it was like, boom, boom. It was like, once I get up, boom, once again, once I get up, boom, once again. And literally I, I, I started to lose my, um, my motivation, not for life, but just like, what the hell? I'm tired. Universe, can you give me a break here? And I moved across the country and went through a divorce after being with someone for 24 years. But the the the, the, the truth in all of this was that it is, it makes you stronger. And there are moments I cried on my floor because I was like, why? Why? What did I, I have such a pure heart. I have good intentions. I just want to make the world a better place. But here's the beauty. Now, as I'm working on my fifth book, the movie that we were going to make is going to be, it's going to be nothing compared to the next movie I'm making. And it's like, it's, I now look back and even though it was traumatic and dark and oh my God, why did this happen to me? I'm like, thank God it happened to me because now I always wanted to make an Oscar worthy film and now it's going to be, I have no doubt about it. 
So I'm so grateful for that. I mean, I've had so many experiences like that. It's hindsight, right? But that's, I think the messages we're trying to tell everybody here is like, if you're going through the dark night of the soul, know that you're going to get through it. It's not forever. Right? 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I We've all been there, right? Financial, emotional, spiritual, physical things that have literally stopped us. Yeah. Um, I had some huge injuries a year after I got married. I didn't, I didn't meet my husband until I was 38 and I walked down the aisle at 40. Um, and what was interesting, people said, I can't believe the matchmaker got married at 40. You know, if you've created all these marriages and I said, it's because that's when I was supposed to meet him. That's when I was supposed to get married and walk down the aisle. But within that first year of us getting married, he fell to the floor and, uh, paramedics were there for his back. In our first year and a half, um, he had emergency back surgery. I fell and had a terrible injury and had a surgery and then tore that surgery in physical therapy and had to get a second surgery right after. So our first year and a half, when we were supposed to be making a baby and solidifying our marriage and, you know, nesting, we were laid up. We looked like a couple of old people. There was a walker in the corner and, you know, crutches and we had to have caregivers. I mean, it was just awful. And I just thought, wait a minute, I, I, I'm supposed to be a mom. I'm supposed to be, I'm so maternal. My clients call me mama bear, you know, whether they're younger or older than me, it's like, Oh, mama bears on the phone. Um, and yet I don't have a child now, Christy. And, you know, I had to go through that journey because it took so long to heal, um, that we weren't able to have a baby. Um, but instead of going, oh, I have to live my life going forward and just accept the fact that I'm not a mother, I have embraced that because I have the trust and I have the faith that a lot of what I do in my life and my career, I'm not sure maybe I could do or that I wouldn't be putting my attention to in the same way if I had a child right now. And so I have embraced that. And and yes, does it get to me occasionally? Does it make me go, hmm, like you know, when I see you talk about you having a grandbaby, like I'm so happy for you and I'm so thrilled, but occasionally it goes, Ooh, you know, that was meant to be for me. I was supposed to have that. But if you really are in the position that you and I are talking about right now, you just kind of go, yes, yes. Like if that was meant for me, it would have happened for me. Uh, I love your vulnerability because I know there's people on listening right now who have felt the same way and feel the same way. And I love that transparency. And I just think of Oprah, actually, you know, when you say that, because I look at Oprah and, and you to me, um, are honestly, you are, you are at that level to me. All right. And I know the power that you have. I I've witnessed it. I feel it. I see it. And I, I really believe that, you know, who am I to say this, but, you know, Oprah was on the same journey as you in the sense that the, the, the messages that you two have to share and need to share and get to share, they're so big, so relevant, so important that you're right. The, 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 would you be able to be the very best, you know, to a child when you have this massive job to touch millions, which is what you're doing? Like you are to me, the, the Oprah of love (laughs) and it's true. Mm. Oprah has her own, but you embody that not just from, um, 
teaching, you know, dating and relationships, but you actually, you are conscious. You're so conscious. You're so aware. You're so awakened and the impact that you're going to make and are making, it's, it's so epic. And so, you know, it is, it's like we get though those little triggers, you know, and it's that little trigger that's like, Ooh, you know, it, I mean, I have it myself, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I didn't realize that I, you know, I've had, you know, little inner child wounds that come up and, and boil to the surface. And I'm like, oh, who are you? <laughs> wow. Nice to meet you. Come here, sweet one. Let me give you a hug and let's mm-hmm. not get overly dramatic here. You know, I've always felt like I've this strong, powerful woman and I can walk into a room and I can I can, you know, stay at the Ritz and I can sleep on the dirt floor. I have no problems with any of it, but there are times when, you know, things come up and I'm like, oh, great. Okay. I got to start working. I got to work again. I'm tired. I got to work again. And, you know, it's, we're all doing it. No one arrives. When you arrive, you're dead. Okay. And so, you know, I think so many of us are chasing safety and security, but if you really want to live a most epic life, you've got to really dive into the unknown, dive into trusting that your angel, your guides, your heavenly father, whatever you want to call your higher self has got you. You you have spirits and angels around you there to protect you and guide you and help you. But most of the time, we're not asking for help. We think we have to navigate it on our own. And we don't. And there is a world for you, my friends. There's a world for you waiting to be explored, waiting to be, you know, experienced. And you just have to get out of your way. And you really have to dig in and do some work and show up like you did show up today. So April, what's in the forecast for for you right now? What are you working on? What are you excited about? Oh, um, so much. I'm working on a TED Talk at this time. And it has to do with... um, it has to do with curiosity. Mm. Uh, you know, I was always the why girl. I was the girl in school that got trouble for too many, like, excuse me, um, <laughs> which is why I always say, please ask me questions because I love curious people. I'm insatiably curious. And I believe that curiosity creates connection. Mm. And it's something that I really believe. Do I teach dating and relationships? And Yes, of course. But you can't date unless you want and need to relate and, mm-hmm. and being relatable, I believe stems from just curiosity without the attachment to the outcome, which is why I really wanted to have this conversation today. It's like manifesting is also about um, want, knowing what you, I believe it's like knowing what you want to see and feel and having this really beautiful concept of it, but also having like the lines are a little blurred too, as far as how and when, right? But it's the diving into the curiosity of self and diving into the curiosity of others, I think is the is the, the key. So I'm sharing that. Um, I'm working on ways to um, do some magical things with my business to really expand because I want this in the hands of everybody. I started level because I had been a like a high touch, high-end matchmaker for so many years to 20, 25 men a year. And although that was beautiful and I created a lot of marriages and families, I kept thinking, wait a minute, I want to serve and and help more people. 
So the concept of growing my business wasn't a financial decision. It was literally, how do we get this in the hands of more people across the United States? How do we lower the divorce rate in this country by helping people not just find love, but assess who am I? What are my attributes? What are my values? What is necessary to me? How do I want to feel when I'm in a relationship? And to give everybody a a more standardized way of preparing for love, right? So that it's more sort of in your your world. So that's something I'm working on. And I was just asked to be co-host with Anna Ferris for her podcast, for her advice segment. So that just started last week. So that's going to be a lot of work and fun. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm always doing something. And what you said earlier about, would there be time you know, to have a baby, of course, there's a lot of women on this, you know, and men, I'm sure that are here right now that are doing a lot, you know, you've done it, you've created a remarkable business, you're, you're a mother. I I don't mean that, right? I just mean more of, um, I'm such a focused person, <laughs> that I know that if I had a child right now, I'd be all in, yeah, all, in. <laughs> all in, because I don't know how to be not me. yeah <laughs> augmented, right um so that's part of it but yes i i that's what i'm working on and i am always so 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 curious yeah okay so april do you work with women who live outside of california um okay so the que- the answer to that is yes so but i want to clarify we have um we're focused currently in the southern northern california area but we have clients all over it's still not a mass scaled company we're still you know considered high end matchmaking it's not free for men so if you think about dating apps and i'm on a mission to get everybody off their dating apps if if men and women can just go on and in a second in a 5 minute period of time upload a profile, there's not like a lot of barrier to entry there. So you get a lot, like a lot more people on the free dating apps, but you don't get qualified vetted. So we have men that are qualified and vetted, and then women can join our network and we'll send you a free code if you don't see it on the website. So right now it's the same thing that Christy and I are talking about, which is come into a world like mine without expectation, beautiful hope, right? That we might you might be out of state, out of where we have clientele, but maybe there's a client that travels there or has a second home there. Um, I've been known to call people two years after their application. So it's free for women. So you might as well be in our network and be there. So it's not like we, as a coach, I can work with you outside of, I do work with women all over the country as a private coach, but as far as introductions to our clients, I say get to level connections and get your application in there and just be like trust, like we're talking about, just be there. And um, there's no guarantee, but there's certainly a win-win if uh, we call out. So that's my answer to that. What would you give couples as a number one tip for lasting love? So I don't know if you were there, but um, my friend, Dr. Pradeep, who's a neuroscientist, was on Clubhouse with me. I'm not sure you were there. Um, I I jumped on for a little bit, I think. Okay. Um, He basically gave a neuroscientific answer to what I've always said. He just gave it a beautiful, brilliant, um, well-researched explanation. Every day, and it's hard because when we're in a long-term relationship, we take each other for granted, right? I've been married now almost 12 years. But if there's an element of surprise, every day. 
and it, Christy, you guys are good at this in your relationship. I've heard, right. You guys are just really good at just little, even the journey you're on right now. It's like every day is a surprise. Um, so a little surprise, um, there has to be physical touch every day, mm-hmm. like a hug where you don't just like, hi, bye. It's literally like taking time every day to just, you know, my husband is not, um, he wasn't raised with, um, you know, it's, it, they get hugs and they're, 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 they're great people, but there's not that lingering, you know, when you leave the buyer household, you, if you want to leave by seven, you have to start saying goodbye at five because my mom and dad and all my brothers and siblings, they're, they're going to want to hug you 20 times before you leave the door. Right. So I grew up with a lot of that, like, like when, I see, when I see Christy, we're going to just hug the whole time. Yeah, I love it. So I think hugging and like literally touch and also gratitude. Um, you know, we just have to be grateful for the smallest of things, even when it's not our love language, right? My husband is acts of service. That's not necessarily my love language, but yesterday he put something together for me. He's our CFO, something very, very complicated. And he's been feeling very underappreciated by me, uh, lately because we've both been so busy that I just forgot. And, uh, what he put together was so complicated that it kind of made my brain go, (laughs) but it was perfect for what we need. And I said to him, I just need to tell you how impressed I am with what you just did. It is so magnificent. It's going to help me so much. And I don't know if I could do any of this without you, honey. And he went, "Uh uh-huh. And I said, no, no, no. I need you to hear me. I couldn't do any of this without you. And he got this big smile on his face. And um, he's just been so sweet ever since. So put it in the bank. Can't ask anything out of the bank unless you're putting it in the bank. So those are my three things for lasting love. That's so cool. The other day, Gons and I decided that we were going to every night um, end our evening with um, a deposit, like talking about our deposits. And so um, instead of a gratitude, what were you grateful for? It's like, what deposits did you make in for yourself for the ones that you love? And so, um, because we talk about, we have our passionate, I wouldn't say fights, but passionate conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, sometimes when we have those really strong, passionate conversations, it takes a withdrawal, right? Because we're feeling there's like, there's an aching and a hurting and, you know, and, 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 and different feelings for each of us. Um, But we were talking about, you know, you don't want to be withdrawing and there's not enough deposits. And so we sit back and we think, you know, just something simple, you know, you know, and I know he's on here right now, but I want to share this. It's just such, because I just want to honor him. You know, it's the the simple things that we do. We, we were sleeping on the dirt floor in this like mud hut the other night. We just wanted to be in this echo hut and it's dirt floor. And it was, you know, it was, it was great. And we had this little washcloth and he got it wet and he warmed it up on the fire and he just gently washed my face. And it was like, it just made me, I was melting. And I'm like, sweetheart, that was the most beautiful thing. Just that little act of thoughtfulness and love. Like that's a deposit, like a deposit. Like we all have different means of what the deposit is for us. And so, you know, we should really focus on our deposits. And so I love that you, what you shared about the the touches every day, April, that's so important to touch each other and to just see them, see them, see their eyes, look into their eyes and say, I see you. I love you. You yeah. matter to me. Well, you know, I had you guys, I had your, your boyfriend do your, um, the, the visualization video for me, by the way, I just need you to know that underneath, I forgot to tell you earlier, 
Um, I'm on my laptop at the office right now. And guess what book is holding up my laptop? What? Sacred Contracts. Stop. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. I was going to say something earlier because I thought it was on my bookshelf behind me, but it's actually holding up our meeting right now. Isn't that crazy? Oh, no. So serendipitous. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, I, your boyfriend did this beautiful, we were talking about like uh, manifestation and he did this beautiful video for me. And part of that, back to the question of how do you keep lasting love is, and I'll just be vulnerable here. Uh, my husband, and I work together and, um, and have been for quite some time. He has his own thing, but he is my unpaid CFO. <laughs> um, God love him. And, uh, what I asked your boyfriend for was not just the, the, the manifestation of business and life and health and everything else. It was like, I really said, like, help me visualize what my relationship looks like every day, how to deepen that. And, and it was when I saw the video back, it was like, I started crying. There were moments, which I'll ex, you know, explain to you later, but there was things that really reminded me. So how I was watching my video how I could tell what was working for me and where I was on track was when I had an emotional response mm. of, oh, my, my future of philanthropy or giving back. And then anything that was love and relationship of me, like with me and the deepening of my relationship and really not just having a great marriage, but having a marriage of, of excellence was all throughout my 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 video. So I, I wanted, I hope he's on because I wanted to thank him for well, that. He is on. And I, a lot of people probably don't know what you're talking about. So oh. my, my boyfriend has a company called visualizevideo.com and um, he makes these manifestation videos for people. So it's like your dream board, but it's in a movie trailer. Ah. And it's so epic. And actually he made one for us. Uh, the first month we attracted three things in our relationship from the video. So I was like, babe, like this really, 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 really works. Like um, he has all this uh, background in production. So he decided to start this company with it. And it's, it's literally been life-changing for so many people. And so we're so happy that you love your video. Wow. I think we had an epic day today, touching, transpiring, inspiring lives. And again, getting to soul connect with my sister who is from another mister. And I love dearly. (laughs) I love you back. And, you know, when we talked about getting together, you know, we both said Sunday, there's something that I always, you know, I'm a preacher's grand grandkid. I can't help it. Sundays always just feel different to me. They feel a day of, you know, spirit and, uh, we're not working, right? It's like, it's just a, a perfect day to have this level of a conversation. Um, so thank you, Christy. I absolutely love and adore you and have so much respect for you. Mm. Thank you for, for spending the day with me and for everybody here. It really is. It does mean a lot for everybody to come and it says something for people who show up to something like this. So blessings mm. to everybody. I have mad respect for all the souls on here today sharing their energy. And I love the fact that, you know, Mary, I shared this with you earlier, April, that Marianne Williamson once shared with me, I'm the vessel, not the water. And we are that, you know, and I feel like you, you, you are very much that today, the vessel. And, you know, when you said you were getting the little goosebumps or a little tug that this person should meet this person, the water, you've opened your soul and your heart up enough to allow the water in. And that's the intuitive nature that we all have within ourselves. If we're able to release and surrender and let go and to love and to fall into the divine order that we are meant to fall into, which is complete, complete and utter 
love and living in love and not fear, but I get it. Um, you know, we all have to just walk the path, but it's better to walk together. You don't have to be alone. So just know that there's always somebody near you by your side with holding the light for you, because we've been there. We've done that. We've struggled. We've cried. We've felt alone. We felt abandoned. We felt afraid. We felt, you know, shame, regret, all those feelings. They're such normal feelings to feel but just know that, you know, when you step into the growth, when you step into loving, and just today, I'm going to ask the intention for all of us, all of us to set the intention to love deeper, to love more, no matter where you go today, look into every soul's eyes that you look into and see them, see love, see yourself. It's a mirror of you. Smile, regardless of what they give back to you. Love, love, love. When you allow and create more space for love, more love is going to filter into you. It's going to pour onto your life. It's going to be in abundance. You're going to be in such a love vibration that you're going to pinch yourself at times. And you have to believe that that's possible. Some of you are like, oh, this sounds too, you know, woo woo. No, coming from that. <laughs> trust me, it is so much more fun and more enjoyable to be here in the love space. And, and, and you are worthy of it. You are deserving of it. You are worthy of love. You are worthy to love. And you don't have to be afraid anymore to put the shackles on your heart because you're afraid to get hurt. You know, it's not about getting hurt. It's about surrendering into the lesson. And that's what we're here to do. Surrender to love, learn the lessons, and you're going to become, you know, everything that you're, you're meant to become in this on this planet and more. So April, I love you, sweet girl. I can't wait to see you soon. We're going to plan a spa day very soon, uh, hopefully within the next week for all of you. Um, April, they can connect with you on Instagram, also through your website. Can you share that? Yes, um, either uh, Instagram, April Byer, um, B-E-Y-E-R, or uh, Level Connections. If you'd like to be in our network, we'll be sure to send you a free code. That's just levelconnections.com. Everything is very self-explanatory there. But yes, definitely DM me on Instagram. Come say hello to me. I'm always trying to give some tips. And thank you, Christy. My gosh, what a beautiful way to start the, the day and prepare for love for the week. And yes, to everyone, you are so much closer than you think. Love is in the air. It is spring. This is the love is in the air. We need to sing that song. Love is in the air. I'm a horrible singer, but love is in the air. (laughs) Sing us out. (laughs) Awesome. All right, everyone. Good day. Have a beautiful one. We love you, April. Until next time. Bye, everyone. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Lead with Love podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode, learning how to manifest more love into your life. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave us a rating, and tune in next week for an all new episode. We'll see you then.